at God as the Holy Spirit, amen, this morning. And, and uh, God, the Holy Spirit, even though he is a spirit, even though he's a spirit church, he is alive, he's alive, he is a person. Did you hear me? He's alive, he's a person. He exists uh, in unity with God, the Father of God, the Son, and as a God, the Holy Spirit. So he is one spirit, is one God. Amen. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Amen. Come on, somebody. So our first, our first contact with the Holy Spirit is in the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says this. The earth was formless and empty. Listen to that. And darkness covered the deep waters and the Spirit of God. Say that. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. Wow. The Spirit of God. Like God the Son, church, he also exists with God the Father from the beginning of time. And he, he, and he is also a creator. He is also a creator. The Bible says, amen, in, in, in Psalms 104, verse 30, when you give them your breath, life is created. Life is created and you renew the face of the earth. Wow. He blows into existence. Breath. That's how we exist because the breath of God came upon us, Amen. And the breath of God created the heavens and the earth. Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? Now, the divinity, the divinity, divinity how do you say that? The divinity, the divinity, okay, of the Holy Spirit is established through the names of God that he bears. He is called Lord. Say Lord. Lord. He is Lord. Come on. He is Lord. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Verse 18, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see the, and see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is in the spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into glorious image. He is God, church. He is God. Listen to me. He is God. The Bible says in, in, in Acts chapter 4, I mean 5, verse 3 and 4. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? <coughs> you lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. Listen to this. Verse 4. The property was yours to sell or not sell as you wish. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do the thing? How can you do a thing like this? Now listen to this part. You weren't lying to us, but to God. But to God. Listen to that church. He's the God. And when we lie, we're not lying to us. You're not lying to me and my wife. You're not lying to the church. You're not doing nothing wicked to me and my wife. You're doing it to God. He is the God of the universe. He is the king. So when we lie and we do stupid things, it's not to me. You're not hurting me. You're hurting God. That's what the Bible says. He's a spirit. He's a spirit. The Bible says in, 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 in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, he says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Mm, love it. No one, listen, no one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thought except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit. Listen, we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. Hello, somebody. We have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can now, I'm sorry. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. 
When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. But people who aren't spiritual, listen to that. People who aren't spiritual, listen to this church. People who who aren't spiritual can't receive this truth from God's spirit. He's our spirit. He's our God. He wants to help us. But people who aren't spiritual cannot receive this truth uh, from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can elevate all things, but they themselves cannot be elevated by others. Evaluate, I'm sorry, thank you. Evaluate, I'm sorry, evaluate, thank you. Evaluate all things, but to themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach them? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. You know, the Spirit of God has come upon us, church, to help us to know the truth, to reveal the truth of God, to reveal God doesn't want us to be foolish God doesn't want you to be stubborn. God doesn't want you to be uh, inadequate. God wants to help you through his spirit to know truth in our lives. See, God is spirit. The spirit of God, church, says in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, it is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts we he alone decides which gifts each person should have. It's the Spirit of God that's giving you the ability. All that you have, all that you know, church, all the gifts that you have, it's through the Spirit of God. It's not through your own, your own wisdom, through your understanding. It's through the Spirit of God. What I do today is not because of my wisdom, of my human, who I'm excellent at what I do. It's through the Spirit of God. And God helps me to speak truth. God, God helps me to speak a revelation. It's not my mind. It's not my way. It's God himself. And God wants to set us free to speak truth in all that we do, church. Everything that we're doing today, God wants to be real in your life. He doesn't want a fake Christianity. He, he doesn't want fake Christianity. He doesn't want you to just go through the motions of your life. He is the spirit of God that reigns and dwells within us and gives us the ability to learn who he really is. There's people that don't have the spirit of God because they don't know who God is. We say God's a lot of things. That is not true. God is not a lot of things. God is the spirit of God. He's the way, the truth, and life. He is the spirit of the Lord. He is the spirit of the Lord, church. The Bible says in in, in Acts chapter 5, verse 9, and Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who bury her husband are just outside the door and they will carry you out too. Wow. Be careful, church. Don't lie to the spirit. Hello, somebody. Don't lie to God, man. Don't say something you're not going to do. Hello. I mean, this is what happened, right, with Ananias? And, and, you know, they lied to the spirit of God. And they said, listen, death is waiting you right out the door. Ooh. God, help us. God, help us. The one spirit, he's a spirit of truth. He's the spirit of truth. The Bible says in John 15, 26, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. He will set us free. I will tell you the truth of who our Father is. 
I tell you what, I'm grateful that I got to know no father. I'm grateful that I'm set free, that I've been set free. I'm grateful, church, amen, that I know the true God, the true living God, the one that sets us free, the one that directs us, the one that leads us. I'm grateful this morning, amen, that God has allowed us to be in his house and to, to worship in truth and in spirit, church. See, the Holy Spirit, church, is alive. It's alive. Some of us don't even believe about the Spirit of God. Let me tell you here, we at this church, we believe in one Father, one Son, and one Spirit. Did you hear me? We at this church believe in one Father, one Son, and one Spirit. This is what we're made out of. This is what this church represents. This presents a God, one Father, one Son, and one Spirit church. And we have to understand the Holy Spirit is alive, active, and has a will. Did you hear me? The Holy Spirit, church, is alive, active, and has a will. He knows what he's doing. He's alive. And it's just sad to know that many churches don't believe he's alive, that he exists. But he's alive, church. He's alive. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, 11, he said, this is one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. He's alive, active, and has a will. He's active. This morning, I don't know if, if you even had a glimpse that the spirit of the Lord was in this place. The Spirit of God was in here. Some of you don't even know that he was here. Some of you treat this service this morning like another service. But I'm here to tell you, the Spirit of God was in here. He was dwelling. He was active. He was active, church. It's not about your goosebumps. Like I told you before, you want goosebumps, get your husband to kiss your neck. You get goosebumps. For you singles, well, you have to wait to get married. He's active. He's alive. And that's a true church. That we miss, miss it all the time in our lives because we expect something different. Listen, when we worship in truth and spirit, he is with us. That's the way it works. He's with us. He speaks. Did you know that? He speaks. We see this in Acts chapter 8, verse 29, where the Bible records that the Spirit told Philip, listen, he speaks. The Bible says that the Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. The Spirit of God will speak to you, church. He has spoken to many times. I, I, I can recall uh, different uh, times in my life that the Spirit of God has spoken to me. He speaks. We can even see this in Acts chapter 13, verse 2, where it's recorded that while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, hello, somebody. Did you hear me? And fasting. You know, we like to do without things without fasting because we want, hello, we don't like fasting. But look what it says. While they were worshiping the Lord and what? And what? And what? The Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Mm. Mm. Every time God has spoke to me, it's not being me playing baseball or bowling. <laughs> it's been when I been talking to God and removing myself from those chorizo tacos. Did you hear me? See, we don't want we, we, we want God to speak to us, but we're not willing to fast. We're not willing to be patient and work and say, God, you better make sure that I'm doing the right thing. Come on. He says, I have 
something divine for Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. He spoke to them. But I want you to understand something, church, because we live in a society that don't want to do whatever they want. They want to hear voices. They want to think whatever they want. And they always want to say it's God. But listen to what it says here. Amen. They were, were worshiping the Lord and fasting. I know you feel something. I know you feel a little, ooh, I feel a little, ooh. But it can't be of God sometimes. Come on, come on, somebody. God is not a God of weird things. He's specific of what he does and says. If he speaks, he speaks to your language, to where you're at, to what you need to hear from him. See, God speaks to me very basic. God doesn't have to give me extravagant words. He's very basic with me because he knows who I am. He knows I'm a basic, simple man. And I don't have to listen. I don't have to hear different things. Just simple stuff. Lord, if this is your will, yes. Wow, that's good enough for me. His divinity, his divinity, divinity, is that what I said? Divinity is also established by the divine attributes ascribed to him. Now, the Holy Spirit is almighty. Can I hear amen? The Holy Spirit is almighty. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit is almighty. Listen, the Holy Spirit, he knows everything. He is God. He knows everything. This is why God the Father had to send his spirit to us. This is to help us and guide us. He knows everything. He knows everything. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. The spirit searches all things. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. It says this, for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him, with him, within him, I'm sorry. And in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. He's almighty. He knows everything. This is why we ask the Holy Spirit. Come on, we ask the Holy Spirit. This is why we have the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, guide us. Holy Spirit, help us. Because he knows everything. Holy Spirit, fall on this house. Because he knows what we need. Holy Spirit, help us in our worship. Because we need your presence. Holy Spirit, leads us. He knows everything. The Bible says the Spirit searches all things. You can't fool God, church. You, if you play game with God, you're only fooling yourself. He's almighty. He knows everything what's going on. And how we should be truthful with him because he already knows. He already knows. I, you, know, you know, we are people so that we think we're getting away with things. We just kind of sneak in here and say things, you know. But God says, I already know your heart. I already know what you're thinking. I already know what's going on. Why don't you just be real with me? Why don't you be transparent? I mean, come on, tell me. And I'll help you with that. If it's for me, then I'll let you know. If it's not, it's not. And you have to accept that. You have to embrace that in your life. He is, he is, he is wise, church. He is absolutely wise. Come on, the Spirit of God. He's wise. He knows what he's doing. He's everywhere at once. You know that? He's everywhere at once. He is wise, church. He, he knows what's going on. The Bible says in Psalms 139, 7 uh, down to 10, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. He goes on to say, if I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the forest oceans, 
Even there, your hand will guide me, and your, and you, and your strength will support me. <coughs> the Holy Spirit is the only person, listen to me, the only person that has the ability, or the only person or power that has the ability to be present everywhere at once. At once, church. At once. Now, it used to be, it used to be, this is the truth of the matter, it used to be the, 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 the thought that the devil couldn't, uh, could be present everywhere at once. It used to, they, people used to think that, that the devil could be everywhere at once. They used to think that. Well, you know, you know how much credit we give to the devil? We give a lot of credit to the devil, don't we? That we think he can be everywhere like God is. Well, let me tell you something. Joel throws out that thought out the window. Job throws that thought out the window. Listen to me. The devil cannot be everywhere. We, we, cannot, we cannot elevate or, equal, or make it equal with the devil, God and the devil. It's not good and evil. It's not good and evil. Let's get that out of our mind. It's not the, that's not the way God meant this world to operate. Well, there's good and evil. People make this world that way, good and evil. But God doesn't operate that way because there was not everywhere. There was not everywhere. And in and, and, and Job chapter 2, look what it says. One day the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord. And the accuser, Satan, came with them. And verse 2, where have you come from? Question, the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Now, Satan said that he had been what? Roaming through what? The earth and, and going back and forth in it, right? That's what the devil replied, right? That's what he said. So that itself shows how limited his powers are. How limited his powers are. He cannot be everywhere at the same time. He can't. Only God can. Only God can. Only God can, church. That's the truth. Only God can. The Spirit of God. See, the Holy Spirit is supreme. He's supreme, church has unlimited and ununiversal power. He is all-powerful. He's all-powerful, church. The Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will what? Overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit can manifest itself in many ways. Can I hear amen? It can manifest itself in many ways, church. He came down uh, on the apostles, on the city, on the day of Pentecost. Remember that? On the day of Pentecost. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 3, then what looked like flames of tongues of the fire appeared and set on each of them. Now, this is a confirmation, church, of what John the Baptist of John the Baptist foretold about Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, where he said this, I baptize you with water, those who repent of their sins and turn to God. Did you hear that? Repent from their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Oh, God wants us to really get to know the Spirit of God, church. God really wants you to know the Spirit of God. God really wants you to know that he's brought you a helper, amen, a helper for you to live. Now, compare this with the same Holy Spirit that descended from heaven on the day that Jesus was baptized. The Bible records this in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 down to 22. One day when the crowds were being baptized, 
Jesus himself was baptized as he was praying. The heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. Remember that? You've seen that on, on the movies, right? <laughs> We've seen that in the movies, right? I mean, just think about it. Like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me joy. You know, look what it says. And a voice from heaven said, a voice, a one voice, not many voices, a one voice, a voice, meaning one voice spoke this to existence. Did you hear me? He's the one that spoke it. It was the one voice. It wasn't many voices. God knows what he's doing. And he's giving us his spirit to help us, to direct us, to lead us, church. And we know this because in the New Testament, we find out that Jesus Christ promised to send the comforter. And this is where I believe that we are, as a church sometimes miss out of what we're all meant to be. God meant us to be his servants, his disciples, his soldiers, his army. But he knew he could not help us without sending us a comforter. The reason that, that you and I are born again is because of the Holy Spirit. It's because of God himself. You and I cannot do that. Listen, we would have been out of this stuff long time ago. We can't do this on our own. It's just impossible. That's why people do a lot of different things all the time because they can't stay focused on one thing because they have no direction. Did you hear me? And God says, listen, I'm going to help you because I have duties and responsibilities for you, for my kingdom. And you got to come to that place to embrace that. That's why he had to send his comforter, the Holy Spirit, to his disciples. Remember, after his death. And we see this in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you, <coughs> if you love me, obey my commandments. Okay? If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Come on. He'll give you another advocate who will never leave you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Lord. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it, is, it, it, because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Come on. But you know him because he lives with you now. And later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Oh, thank you, Lord. We're talking about one spirit, Lord, this morning, church. One spirit. Because we need him. God is so wise. He is so awesome. He knew what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, church. We can see also in the same chapter, in 14, in verse 25, he says this, I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and he will Remain, remind you of everything I have told you. Everything I have told you. God had purpose. God has purpose. God, God is not just confused. He has purpose. You have purpose, church, in this world. Listen to me. You have purpose. You have purpose. And what is that purpose? Because that's what we all ask God, don't we? Lord, what's my purpose? Lord, what's my purpose? Don't we always do that? God, what's my purpose? And we say things like, Lord, what's my calling? Lord, what do you want me to do? God, what's my giftings? We, we all, those are things that we all ask. 
What? Am I going to be rich, God? Do I suppose to just, just go to church and, and just, just serve you that way and live my life like I want to? We, we all ask these questions. What's my purpose? And people are, are always so confused. People never get at peace, at ease, and nothing they do because they don't know their purpose. They don't know what God's calling them to do. My God, let me tell you, church, I can tell you this, and I'm telling you, when God's talking my heart, I know what God called me to do. I knew my purpose, and I stayed in my purpose. I stayed in it to the end. I will stay to it. So now you say, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Why am I in this world, pastor? Why do I come to this church? Why are there so many churches? Well, I'm going to tell you what your purpose is. Do you want to know your purpose? Well, your purpose is in the word of God. Not in my voice. Not in me, but in the word of God. Because that's what we live by, by the word of God. Not by what you think or my opinion, how you feel. We live by the word of God. It's all about the word of God. And if you're never about the word of God, then you will be lost and confused for the rest of your life. You will be confused. My purpose is simply in the word of God. And it's in Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. That's your purpose. Oh, you didn't like that one, did you? But that's your purpose. That's what you've been called to do. That's what you've been called to do. Listen to me, church. I know that people won't understand and won't grasp that. They read it over and over and they just go by it and it's okay, it's a good scripture, that's it. But that's your purpose. That's your purpose. I hope you heard Pastor David's sermon on Wednesday. Did you hear me? Your purpose is all about him. Your purpose is all about him. We can sometimes get, get out of line in our lives. We can, church. We start becoming more worldly desire than godly desire. Did you hear me? We become more worldly desire than God desire. We do. We think more about ourselves than the word of God. We think more about ourselves instead of the word of God. I don't want to think that way, church. The spirit of God came upon us for a purpose. And that's, the purpose was for us to be different because he changed and transformed us. Listen, he took you out of the vomit of your place that you were in one time. And he gave you a blessing. He gave you better life for his purpose. For his purpose. Not for mine. Sometimes I think, Lord, I don't have nothing. And God says, Ernest, you have more than you think you have. Because we always evaluate or we always, always, always pour blessings based on what other people are doing. We think that they're blessed because they're doing that and they're this and this. It's not, that's not the way it operates. That's not the kingdom of God, church. The spirit of God is within us. I want to do what God's called us to do. God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. So he, this is the purpose. This is our purpose. It was the purpose of God coming into, uh, as a man into our, our world. That was the purpose. That was his purpose for us to make disciples to all the nations, baptizing uh, them in the Father Church, uh, uh, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit Church. Now, after his death and resurrection, 
he appeared to his disciples' church over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. He spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. He gave them this command. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. Whoo! They didn't make no sense. It don't make no sense, which you have heard me speak about. It didn't make no sense to them. They didn't understand what he was saying. How many times we eat the word, the word of God, we understand nothing he's saying. That's what happened here. They didn't understand what he was saying. He was like, you know, I've been talking to you about this for the longest. I've been having you around my, my life, and, and I've been telling you about somebody's going to come and, and help you do this whole thing that I'm calling you to do. I'm going to get somebody that's going to help you, but we, we don't understand it. We, we're like, oh, God. Oh, Lord, what's my purpose? What's my calling, God? And God's saying, I'm talking, I've been talking to you about it. And it's a mystery to us. It was a mystery to them. It was been a mystery to them, church. They, 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 God's been talking. And you know what the sad thing about it? That God is talking to us today, and we know the truth already, and we're still going, wow. What is that for me, God? What am I supposed to do? We're still that way. We're still lost. We're still lost, church. Listen to me. We're still lost. And it's in the word of God. God's helping us time and time, and we're still lost. And this is what they said. This is what they said. If we're, if he, he says, they asked him if he was going to restore the kingdom of Israel. And this is what he said to them. In, in Acts chapter 1, verse 7, 8, he replied, The Father alone has the authority to send those dates and times. And they are not for you to know. We always want to know, when is God's coming? When is God going to come? When is the, the whole rapture going to come? It's not for you to know. Did you hear me? It's not for you to know. It, 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 that's not, Bible says, Jesus says, it's not only concern. We all want to know, don't we want to know when Jesus comes? Why do we want to know when Jesus comes? Because we want to, the next day before it comes, we want to get ourselves Right? Is that the way we want to know? Oh, God's coming tomorrow. Lord, forgive me. Okay. Making chorizo, chorizo tacos or something like that, and then boom, you. You're in heaven. Come on, somebody. Okay, some of you are making bacon, pop, um, pancakes. Anyway, and this is what it says. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be mighty witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God was preparing them. God has prepared us already, church. Because the promise was fulfilled. When God speaks, it's going to come forth. And he promised this, and we know the Bible in Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. All believers meeting in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them and everyone present, present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. You know, I have, my wife and I have the privilege to go to Jerusalem. And we went to the upper room. I mean, this is, they said, this is literally the upper room that they prayed. And my wife and I went in there and it just, 
we just started praying. It's amazing. In the upper room church, that God has told them, that God is telling us, worship me, love me, embrace me, and I will give you the power, the boldness to experience who I really am. And this is what happens to them. They, they, they didn't understand it, but, but they went to the play where God told them and something happened, church. I don't know if you noticed this morning, I'm going to tell you here this morning, something happened here this morning. You might not feel it, you might not even think about it, but maybe it's because where you're at in your spirit. Maybe because where you're at in your spirit, church. I made a decision in my personal life. God said, you know what, Ernest, I've given you spirit upon you. I made a, a point. Oh, have I been hit hard? Have I been wounded hard? Yes, I have. But I, how somehow I got back on track. Somehow I got back in place and started lifting my hands and said, Oh, Holy Spirit, come back on me. Did you hear me? We all like to sit and mourn and cry. Listen, there is a time for that. And we know that. But God sent us the Spirit for one purpose. For the purpose for us to be witnesses unto Him. The Spirit of God came upon them, church. And the Bible says in Apostle, in Acts chapter 2, verse 32, 33, says, God raised Jesus from the, the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now, this is what they're saying. And this is now, this is, now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us. Whoo! To pour it upon us, just as we, as you've seen and here today. Mm. Wow. Wow. You know, the only reason I'm standing before you is not because of my strength. My wife are not here because of our strength. Trust me. We're here because of the Holy Spirit within us. I made a decision and my wife that we will serve the Lord. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us. And we can make a difference. We can make a difference. We can make a difference through the Holy Spirit. And know what I decided? It's like what they came to a place to understand that the Holy Spirit gives us boldness to speak. I'm not going to stay quiet any longer. I will speak in boldness in the name of Jesus. Because that's what I've been called to. Not called to worry about the little things that are not important to God. I've been called to speak boldness of the good news of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and in verse 38 and 39 in Acts chapter 2, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Now there's a God that what, Peter, who was Peter? Peter was not a very good person. Come on. He wasn't all that great. But look what the Spirit of God did in his life. He changed his life. He changed his life. And now he's speaking with boldness. Now he's speaking with boldness. Has not God changed your life, church? Hasn't God changed your life and now you've forgotten what he's done for you? The Bible says that, that he says each of you must repent. Listen, church, learn to be right on target what God is trying to say. Well, that's kind of harsh, Pastor, talking about repentance and sins. Well, my God, look what Peter did. He says, 
Turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need today, church. Every one of us need that. The world, our society needs the Holy Ghost. But before they get the Holy Ghost, they got to repent from their sins. Now, I don't know if it bothers you that people are prophesying all around, the, around your area and they're, they're still drinking beer, they're still committing adultery, but they're prophesying, says the Lord. Come on. That's not the way it works. It's not that way. I'm sorry. If you want to prophesy, you better get right with God. You want to talk right, you better prophesy, you better get right with God. He goes on to say, he says this, then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this, church, listen to this. This promise is to you, to who? Your children and those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. That tells me, if I stay right with God, my household shall be safe. Come on. He gives boldness. He gives boldness. Remember when Peter had healed the lame man sitting at, at, uh, by the beautiful gate? By the beautiful gate, church? And was challenged. And he, gave, and he gave a speech filled with courage and boldness. That's what he did. And we, he was, yeah, he, uh, we see this with the power of the Holy Spirit in, in Acts chapter 4 verse 8. It says, then Peter filled, the, filled with the Holy Spirit uh, sat, uh, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are, you being, uh, are we being questioned today because we're done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the power name of Jesus Christ. Wow. He wasn't afraid to tell them how this was done. Let's not be afraid, church, how people can get delivered it's to the power of Jesus Christ. The Nazarene says, amen. The man you crucify by whom God raised from the dead. The spirit of God will give you boldness. The spirit of God will give you boldness. You know, I, uh, I mentioned this before and... Uh, you know, Jed Smock. I met him, my wife met him and his wife, and a lot of you know him. Maybe you might know him, but this is the guy that goes into college's campuses and gets a crowd of young students and preaches to them about sin. That's bold speaking. You know why they do it? Because they understand what they've been called to do. So we're never going to save the world if we don't expose what's going on in their lives. Did you hear me? You got to start being so kind and loving all the time. Sometimes you got to tell people, you know what, that adultery you're in, it's going to kill you. That, uh, what's it called, vamping? What's it called that, the new cigarettes? Vaping, yeah, vaping. It's going to kill you. That's been bold. I'm sorry. I thought about it. I said, Lord, what have I lost? What have I lost? I'm trying to change you to my, for my ways, my, my way. That's not, that's, that's not the way it works, Ernest. Don't work that way. It doesn't work that way, church. Spirit of God. Now people 
in our fellowship preaching in the streets today still. Preaching in the streets. I saw some videos. They're preaching in the streets still today. 2019. Preaching in the streets. You know what the comments I've heard? That's old school. Wow. That's how we got. That's where we're at today. That's old school. God help us. God help us. Church, God help us. See, I'm not asking you, telling you to go out in the streets and preach because I can't make no one. But until you get the spirit of God inside of you and understand your purpose, that you can stand with boldness without being afraid and doing what you've been called to do. The Holy Spirit gives us access into his presence of God, church. That's what we need, church. Listen to me. We need, we got to stop playing this religious stuff in our lives. Satisfying our own ego. We, the Holy Spirit gives access to, into the Holy, to the presence of God. The Bible says, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. The Holy Spirit cleanses from all unrighteousness. That's what it does. All unrighteousness. This is why God sent his, his spirit to us. Because he wants you to clean you from all unrighteousness. I don't understand how we can still do evil and still come to church. <laughs> God the Father, verse, 1 Peter 1, 2 says this. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago and his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. God help us this morning. The Holy Spirit guides us in the truth. The Holy Spirit intercedes, intercedes for us, church. And the Holy Spirit produces fruit. Can I hear amen? It produces fruit. So this church, one father, one son, and one spirit will believe. And if we continue to do that, church, you will see what God will do with us. Did you hear me? We'll see what God will do that with us. I'm telling you, this is what God is telling me. It's telling us. Remember, I'm the one Father, one uh, God, one Son, and one Spirit. Would you stand with me? Hallelujah. Josh, can you come up here, Josh, please? <laughs>